All right. You can sing. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Is this one mine? Yeah, that one's yours. Podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where we totally believe Peyton when he says he didn't take drugs to make him throw better. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels without producer Scott Stafford, but with the man who finally bumped Dan Patrick off the yeah. FM dial in Denver from 1043 The Fan, Ryan. Edwards and your host, John Reedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Back in the saddle again. What's the sound of four hands clapping? <laughs> it's that, baby. Um, welcome back. It's freezing in here. I, I, it's, it's, I was telling Ryan, the, it's hot as hell in the summertime. It's cold as F in the wintertime. Um, I can barely hold my Coors Light bottle, but it's, uh, it's wonderful to be back. And uh, thanks for letting us into your, your ear holes. And, uh, you know, we're gonna get a good, we got a good show for you. we got a lot to talk about, as always. But uh, welcome back, Ryan Edwards, and uh, congratulations are in order, I Thank guess. Thank you. Uh, you've you've uh, moved on up to a deluxe apartment in the sky, <laughs> and uh, you, got, you got a new time slot over there in the fan, which is, which is very prestigious. Tell us about it. Uh, tell us about when, when it is, and uh, let everyone know when they can hear you. Well, we start on Monday. Uh, it's, it's all moving very fast, but yeah, we start on Monday. We're going 10 to noon. Uh, you know, I mean, may, maybe we get uh, that, that one hour back at some point, but right now it's still the fan football hour, that uh, 9 to 10 with Mike Evans. So, yeah, we're, we're really fired up, Sean Drotar and I, uh, starting on Monday. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, as, as pieces have been moving around, and, of course, now that uh, we got ESPN back as part of our sister station at 1600 and overnights on the fan, yeah, we, we ended up picking up uh, some opportunities, and, and Sean and I have been almost two years now on the night show. Uh, get, well, a, get a shot. Well, congratulations. That's that's some that's some hard work uh, put in to to get there, and uh, and you're you're being rewarded for it. And and I know you don't think I listen to you, but I have listened to you guys before, <laughs> and I will listen to you now uh, certainly because that's my that's my prime driving around hour, and I'll, I'll get you guys on. So I, I am looking forward Thank to you. it. So it's uh, it's good. I'm glad I'm glad some of the uh, I'm glad some of the good guys have been rewarded. Some of the people because you know I was thinking this the other day. I said here's some young guys that are now in this position that have a good slot on the, you know, the, the station in town. Um, it's nice to see kind of some, some new blood gaining traction instead of, and granted there's the, you know, all the guys that have been at it before are, are good, but it's nice to see kind of some new blood in there. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Well, Please. on that note, I, I understand that replacing you in the, in the night shift will be Josh Dover and, uh, and James uh, Gomez. James Gomez. <clears throat> Those jerks. Jesus. Dover, I've watched work his can off for years and years and years uh, at a number of venues or outlets. It it just seems like wherever sports coverage pops up in town, Dover's there asking somebody if he can help them in some way. So he's worked really hard. I've had conversations with him in the past where his devotion to becoming a sports radio talk show host really revealed itself. Like, this guy is not messing around. He's not taking no for an answer. He's going to work for nothing and do whatever kind of awful job he's asked to do at any given time so that he can have an opportunity like that. So that's really cool. I'm extremely happy for that guy. And, of course, uh, 
James Gomez is is a guy who's been at it for a long, long time and, and deserves an opportunity like that. Too. So now they are going to make those guys clean the toilets over there because you said that they'll do of they'll course. do anything. And they're, they're, they're okay, well, guys. Ryan and Sean have been have been cleaning <laughs> toilets for years. That's and true. They know what that's it's like. It's about time for them to train somebody else to do it. So. Yeah, well, and that's it, it is a cool opportunity. You know, the night show is like that, though. I mean, it, it is a little bit of a, a lot grooming of ground. cleaning toilets. That's when yeah, you clean them right yeah, there. It's, it's the grooming ground, otherwise known as the janitorial. Cert. No, that's not true. But, uh, you know, yes, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of James. Of course, he's been working with us on the night show uh, for a while. Uh, tremendous talent. And I've known Dover for quite a while as well. And, and, and yeah, I mean, this is a cool opportunity for both of them. And, uh, you know, again, another proven opportunity, just like Sean and I were in as we did the night show. Now they're in that that role. And like I said, it's it's a cool thing to see the fan sort of investing in these young guys here in the the, uh, the station and in the area. Absolutely. It's good stuff. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a good addition. I, I can't even really keep track of it. But um, I, you know what? I, th- I think I'm going to start listening. You know, I told you I wasn't. I, 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 I know. Wasn't, I've been I, trying to win you over for but, years. But, you know, but I want to talk. We're going to talk a little fantasy. He's picky. He's, He's, I'm very picky. Yeah. So, But, you know, once... Once my um, once my fantasy football seasons have gone in the crapper, then a lot of podcasts have been cut out. So I don't, I'm not I'm not listening to that. So I'm looking for something to listen to. But but you did promise me that you were going to include more fantasy hockey talk. So I hope <laughs> I hope you're going to stick to that promise. And you're going to see about it. But you I know. said I'd run it up the flagpole. Okay. I think that was my exact uh, comment. Look, on 45 that. minutes, 45 minutes during your show talking about fantasy hockey should go over yeah, well in a two hour show. Yeah, yeah 45 mean, minutes. So that's fine. No so. big deal. No big deal. Um, well, speaking of fantasy. Ryan, I, I should point out to our listeners, runner-up in the South Stands yeah, Denver yeah. Uh, uh, Fantasy Football A League this year, it's and prestigious. Uh, that's a that's very a tough very league. prestigious. I mean, it's a tough tough that's league, tough and league. Uh, it was a tough league, and it was a tough season. And uh, by golly, I thought it looked to me. I mean, when I looked at your lineups and Castle Rock Josh's lineup, I thought you looked like you were in pretty good shape, especially after the start you got off to with Kirk Cousins, but you just ran into a buzzsaw there in the finals. I did, and, you know, uh, Amari Cooper let me down. Oh, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers as an oh, offense yeah. let me Mar Tavis Bryant got one catch. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that uh, I was favored by, like, 20 or 30, and uh, in the end I ended up losing by 40 because, you know, I mean, just underperforming guys. You're, but but I, I started Kirk Cousins, who ended up having a monster game, and uh, a couple of my players had nice games. It just wasn't wasn't enough. You're right. Buzz saw Julio Jones, uh, <laughs> Drew Brees, I believe you, Houston defense. You hit yeah. that dry. They hit that dry spot at the wrong time, and it's all over. But it, we were saying, you know, we were talking about our, the B League and the A League. It's nice to have competitive people in there, and because you know you have to you have to pay attention. If you're not hitting the waiver wire, somebody else is, and there's nothing going to get past anybody. And like you know, we have we have one person. We call her the human bye week. Her name's Chrissy Becks in our league. Other than that. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's very tough. So she's um, that way in the baseball league and the football league. Yeah, yeah. So, but oh, she, man. but she beat me twice. So she, oh. and so she, yeah. So she's gonna oh. claim that that's uh, we that's have her. we have one of those too, and only his boobs are bigger. That'd be Adam Kinney. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, he finished last. Yeah, yeah, that's that sucks. But see, but see, Ian Henson, the Orange Page, who um, who who won our league, he drafted for Adam and kind of drafted him basically the same team. Now, in-season management, we were talking about before we started recording, very important, and if you're not on top of it, you're not changing things up, you're going you're gonna to get screwed. So, but uh, I think if you look, look at any fantasy championship more than any – and I say this every year – more than any other season before, look at uh, the percentage of drafted players on your championship teams in your leagues. That's what you're saying. It, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. But, um, hey, let's, let's talk – while we're on the topic, while it's, while it's fresh in our minds, 
I wanted to talk, Ryan, because I know you play daily as well. Um, you know, fantasy in, in general, daily's obviously taking over. We'll all do season long leads because it's fun. The camaraderie's great. The the daily stuff though, um, I've I've noticed that lately my my football and which really football should be called weekly. It's not really daily as opposed to baseball, basketball, hockey. Um, I've been doing terrible, and I and I don't know why because I'm like doing the research, I'm, I'm reading up on it, I'm looking at the matchups, and I've been doing awful with football. But I wonder if it's and I don't I know Colin, you play basketball, I play hockey, I play basketball, and, and, and you yeah. probably play baseball too. Yes, I do. Um, it seems like you can get a groove going with a true daily sport, whereas football, it's like, well, I got to do this for one week, and there's different games throughout the week, obviously, but it seems like you you push it out there for one week, and if you if you go down to flames, you go down to flames. But with like hockey, you have a good, you know, you're like, okay, I did all right this night, and you kind of like adjust. You know how people are playing. Okay, this guy's playing again. He's been coming on. You kind of choose that way. Baseball is probably a lot like that. Why do you think is football remarkably different than the true daily fantasy sports? I well, I think so too, and I, I've been struggling in in football as well. Yeah. For some reason, uh, it's it's not like I I don't understand. I mean, you listen to me. I did the fantasy stuff on the station. It's not like I don't understand the matchups. Don't understand the the higher scoring games. But like you know, I, I thought uh, for example, this last weekend, I thought the Steelers versus the Ravens, who have been a terrible secondary, terrible defense, it's just going to be a bloodbath. I, I abs- and they needed the game. They yeah. absolutely diehard needed that game. Yep. And uh, you know, I. I had Steelers in, in most of my lineups, and, and I just got killed. I got absolutely killed on that. I mean, um, and the, whatever lineups I went with Ben Roethlisberger, I got, I got shredded. But there's something to that. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been doing a lot more basketball lately, and, and so I do that every single day. Uh, and, of course, when baseball season comes, I do that. Uh, yeah, I get into a rhythm. I'll go like a week where I'll win every single day, yeah. or a couple of weeks where I'll win every single day. But, yeah, I mean, football, man, I, I am on – I'm on an ice-cold streak. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, have a, I have a couple of thoughts on this. One is the big difference with football in contrast. I'll use basketball as an example since I play a lot of basketball. But I'm sure hockey's not the same physically. way. You mean fantasy I mean, basketball, right? You don't actually play basketball. <laughs> well, I, PS4. Come on, come on, man. Um, the, in any given game in hockey or basketball, you know what the ro- coach's rotations are. You know who is – who's a starter, who's a bench player that gets a lot of minutes. You know, In football, there are so many more players that rotate in and out and who play on an offense that it makes it a lot more difficult to identify, other than a few $8,800 wide receivers, who are the guys that are definitely going to get points this week. I mean, offenses vary from week to week, especially the Patriots offense. Um, you, sometimes you, it's just much, much harder, harder to predict. I think basketball, to me, is the perfect game for daily fantasy sports because the rosters are a size where you can digest it. You can know 30 rosters with 15 guys. It's not that hard. Um, it's much, much more difficult with the depth of the benches in hockey and with the uh, especially baseball, you know, baseball is particularly difficult and I wouldn't even dip my toe into daily fantasy baseball unless I were jobless or <laughs> it were my job to stay on top of what's going on in sports. Well, but that's for me. That's what it is. It totally is. Yeah, it's my job. I got to stay on top of it. So uh, for yeah, me, so you have to know, but you have yeah. to know baseball, what's going right. on, who's coming up, who's playing. Yeah. And, and uh, what better way than daily fantasy sports to keep you tuned in? Well, it's that. actually exactly why I got into fantasy. I mean, fantasy football, I played before I was in sports talk, but 
but but why I got into baseball, why I got into fantasy basketball, and even fantasy hockey there for a little while is because it helps me in my job. So I mean, totally. to, to study these teams as I'm playing the games, it's it's so much more fun to do it that way and competing against other people. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a lot more fun, and that's that's why I got into it really. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a great added dimension. I always come back to the whole thing of how um, how video games kind of got me into right. it, like playing Madden, playing playing hockey kind of got me to understand the games and then to enjoy them from there so i almost came from a, a reverse way and fantasy sports the same thing it just makes it uh it really it really adds a dimension to it and we can call it gambling i mean it essentially is so you gotta even you gotta well, tw- i'm not gonna call it gambling okay you're not i think football is m- gambling to a far greater degree than any other sport but baseball. But in baseball, you really, I think you really do get that edge being a more knowledgeable player. I don't necessarily think you get that same edge in football. And so from that respect, I think it's a lot more gambling because the guys who win the big mm-hmm. multi-entry tournaments have entered 80 different this-may-happen lineups that they just kind of pulled out of their asses basically hoping that the odds are if they enter 88 times they've got such and such a chance and it's all statistical analysis and, and i don't have time for that and that's that's I don't have it's time gambling that. It, well you know i'm just saying if i throw you know i got 25 cents on a on an on a couple nhl tournaments tonight i'm keeping my eye on you know i'm going to maybe make 75 cents but you know, it's nothing, but it's it just adds a little bit of spice to that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a little bit of spice. I'm like, ooh, Sidney Crosby scored, sweet. You know, so I kind of like that. It's 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 a good element to it. But um, you know, but real sports, we're gonna get we're gonna get into the first break here pretty quick. So I'm just giving you the cue since Scott's not here. Scott's still healing up. He had a back surgery. He had a backyotomy. And um, I and, still need a backyotomy. Yeah, he did need a backyotomy. And uh, so he's he's not here, but he's still he's still laid up. But uh, so we've been we've been struggling through with the tunes. But uh, Colin's more than capable. I just wanted to give him a, a little bit of a heads up so he could he could get it going. So, um, but yeah, let's get it. Let's actually talk about some real sports after this. I know that there's uh, some, some Broncos. Stuff I hear nobody could, cares about your fantasy team. It's true they don't. But uh, we can talk about uh, some Broncos coming up after we take our first break right now. Questions? What? So questions? Huh? <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. Wow. Is Peyton Manning guilty of taking human? I don't think your mic's on. Oh, no. <laughs> the one I left <laughs> muted. The one I left muted out of six. All right. After that intro. Yeah. Oh. That's right. I'll leave it all in. Doesn't matter. Is Peyton Manning guilty of taking human forehead growth hormone? 
does it really come as a surprise at all that Al Jazeera was able to intercept that information? Would it have been less shocking to hear Peyton admit that he did HGH than have him confess to watching Hoda and Kathy Lee? Is it bad that Broncos fans sometimes get jealous watching Brandon Whedon? <laughs> Does Ted Cruz think Gary Kubiak's play calling is a little too conservative? Has Coops torn Brandon McManus a new anus? For Philip Rivers, will Sunday's game in Mile High feel just like a home game since San Diego's full of Broncos fans? Does the NFL want another franchise to join the Chargers in L.A. so that between the two of them, they'll have one actual football team? Did LeBron James stick around Denver to celebrate his birthday Kenyon Martin style? Did any Broncos receivers attend? And has anybody heard from any of them? With fantasy f- football season having ended, will Cecil Lammy have plenty of time for cosplay? Now that 105.5 has been sold, will Nate Kreckman devote more time to his hobbies, like painting leaded Hobbit figurines? You have questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. It's show of an amateur hour. Scott Stafford asked that we uh, that we play the Lemmy. Got to play the Lemmy. Um, I always said Lemmy Killmeister, but I guess it's Lemmy Killmister. That's how it's pronounced. Either way, it starts with kill. Yeah, it starts with kill. Yeah, why do I kill? Yeah, I'm gonna add kill to my name. I thought it was Meister too. Yeah, I, I heard on because I was listening on satellite radio with on the metal channel, and they were saying Lemmy Killmister, and I was like, okay, all right, sure, still kill. You're right, still got yeah. kill in the name. So, um, I was gonna say, you know, Lemmy was awesome, and I always heard the story that. That he, he had gone to the doctor, and they just said, doctor said, just keep doing whatever you're doing because it's, it's basically keeping you alive. And <laughs> it was like in The Simpsons when, uh, when uh, the, um, the boss of the Burns, Mr. Burns, yeah. had all the, all the germs were right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pr- providing the perfect balance. The perfect balance. And so I, I, said, I said to my wife about a month ago, and I said, you know, I was like, hey, go home at night have a couple drinks you know and, and you know when you get older that's kind of what you do and just settle in watch the tv go to bed at ten thirty, whatever well not you ryan you were up no. you were doing a radio show um but i said you know not drinking either but, I, uh, I brought up this thing with lemmy and i said you know lemmy just kind of kept going he lived to be 70 years old he lived hard and i think he was doing speed all the time and and i was like you know i go maybe there's something to this and i was trying to justify <laughs> to my you know and she was like agreeing with me because she was justifying too and going yeah you know i think there is maybe you just gotta you just gotta keep a balance and then but once he dies you're like uh-oh you know, he reached the end of the line. You know, what, he lived to be a ripe old age. What? He, 
70 years old. That's fine. I mean, Se- for, for a Lemmy lifestyle, that's pretty good. 70 years old, considering he was making music in the 60s, right? I mean, he was like in Hawkwind in the 60s. I think they were in like the late 60s, at least, early 70s. He'd been living the rock and roll lifestyle all that time. So I'm saying, you know, he died, and everyone who's, who's been, you know, has been using that as their life, their life kind of lesson, like, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. As long as you kind of keep it, keep it chill, you're good. Once he dies, then you kind of like go, uh-oh. You yeah, know, but you mi- can't use that because then you're going by the Keith Richards kind of, you know, like, you're, well, Keith Richards is still alive. Well, there you go. Well, that's a good point. He is still alive. You so. look at him. He's a shell of a man. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. You, but you're going to look at Keith Richards and say, I want to look like that when I get I'm older. Not saying that I, that. I'm not saying I'm Keith Richards or, uh, or I'm Lemmy Killmister, but I'm just saying <laughs> that, you know, if, if you're used to a certain thing, if, you know, you go, well, I got to stop. I got to stop cold turkey. It might kill you. Well, look, so keep going. You can go to your wife and say, look, I could do all the drugs I want. Look at Keith Richards. Look at uh, Lenny. <laughs> well, you know, look at any, Jagger. I'm I mean, not look. doing any drugs. I mean, I, I stopped doing drugs. I'm just saying. I'm talking like, you know, the you know the three, four beers I have a night or, or whatever. <laughs> I'm saying that is fine because look at these other guys, how long they live doing doing drugs. I'm just, I'm just having a couple brews, having a couple pops each night, right? So... I'm just trying to keep that keep that justification going. Oh you think yeah, it's fine, I mean, right? I've been trying to I've been learning to justify my alcoholism for years and years and years. <laughs> okay, that's what exactly what it sounds like. So to I'm me. on the right track, right? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. gonna fight with you on that. I mean, everybody's got an ism, right? Well, yeah, you know, something. You know, aunt, some aunt. people are just addicted to being a dick. That's true. A lot of people like that. A lot so. of people like that. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I just I just wanted to you know I just thought I can't wait know, to quote you later on that. Our, our our hero, you know, our our hero Lemmy. If you know you, everyone's you know everyone's pushed the boundaries at one point, and you think, well, this probably isn't even close to what Lemmy did. So I'm fine. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm ah, fine. You can handle it. I can handle it. So I'm just going to maintain the same level that I'm that I'm maintaining. Don't go any further. You know, um, I'm just afraid. I don't want to. I don't want to upset the balance. I'm, I think a, I'm a big old a big old like forty eight or seventy two hour meth bender. I, I would lose like I would lose two months of my year. I'd take re- to get back rested oh, up and yeah, back yeah. into condition. Again. I went. You know what? I went out to the um, the the BSN Denver. Uh, you know, we do a little. We do some stuff for them. Oh, um, piles of math at that and, thing. And, uh, well, I went out to the, oh, to the. I went out to the Christmas party. And Colin, you weren't there. You didn't show up because no. you had some stuff going on. I went out to the Christmas party. I had a stash of my own. I, you, were, you were doing well at home. But it was right off the, uh, is it Lincoln Station, that uh, that bar that's right there? I think it's called Lincoln Station. Or I don't know what it's called there. But it's right by the Lincoln Station right, uh, light rail line. And so I just was like, well, I'm gonna, I, took a, I took a car up to, the, up to the station, took it out there. You walk right out and you go right to the bar. And I said, well, I'm going to tie one on. So, you know, Spano gave me some free drinks. So I was, I was doing all right. And um, I was up. And at one point I just went, oh, man, I got to get out of here. Because if I, I, I can't catch the train home, I'm just going to take an Uber home. And uh, it was getting a little late. And, you know, it was probably close to midnight. But, I mean, I had probably, you know, six, seven beers while I was there. And I'm telling you, man, that next four days I was just wiped out. I was wiped the fuck out because yep. it was just rough. And just at my advanced age, that's – and it just being up, like that, being being awake – that long and having that many that many drinks it just didn't and i and i had to and i had to talk to adam kinney for a while and it oh, just it was a real drain on me just you know echoes, what i mean so, echoes in yeah. your head while you're so, tr- you reflect off the backs of your eyelids let me, let me talk about this and and um and i and and ryan please if you don't if you don't want to comment too much on it i totally 
understand because I'm, I'm going to rip into some people here. Um, it's about time. S- speaking of this, because I was talking to some guys, um, I was talking to some guys at this, at this bathhouse. B- BSN. <laughs> the BSN, yeah. Well, BSN is short for Christmas Party. Bathhouse Spear North is what I, that's what BSN stands for. Um, <laughs> Which actually, there is one. There is one off Spear North. I used to drop. I used to drop my buddy, the the Horn of Plenty friend. I used to drop him off there a couple of times when I used to live up there. I drop him off at that bathhouse. Um, so I was talking to a couple of baseball writers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna chime back, you know, into this in a little bit about. You don't have to make the quotation marks with your finger. <laughs> well, you say baseball right. So so I was talking to them about a certain story that came up about when Tulo was traded, and and they were they were talking about this thing that showed up. On let's just say a rival website, and it was this love letter to Tulo, and they, and it was like this really like um, like sappy thing where the guy was like so upset that Tulo was being traded, and he said something to the effect of like, I, "If you're reading this, and I know you are, I just want you to know we're you know we're really gonna miss you." And I was like, "Reading this, I know you are." Dude's not reading that. He's not reading shit. He's not. He's probably not even reading the Denver Post. So why would he be reading a blog post about somebody missing you? But anyway, so I thought this is really sappy and horrific that someone would write this to a professional baseball player who gets paid a million, millions and millions of dollars to to play the game and to get traded. Now, granted, there's a human element here. Somebody has to uproot their family. Totally get that. But just to have that kind of like a um, weird, sappy reaction to it is is very strange. Today or yesterday, there was a thing came out on Mile, what the, what on Mile High Report. Was it Mile High Report? The Mile High Report. That? And oh. it was a thing where they said, oh, Peyton, you, we don't deserve you. We're we so sorry. We don't deserve you. you. And I was like, I'm not going to read this because I, I don't want to give it a click. But I finally did because I wanted to be able to talk about it. Oh, and it was to him. It was like an open letter. It's like an to open letter him. to to the to the multi, multi-billionaire Peyton Manning who doesn't give two shits about what what somebody like that thinks. And it was just like, we don't deserve you. And I, Granted, all the stuff he's been going through with people accusing him of this and that, and I and I think you know, I think Ryan, I think you've kind of commented on this, and like people kind of people seem to pile on, people piled on him a little bit much. I think you know when he was when he was down and out, and I don't agree on that. I think that's I think that's kind of lame to do to the guy, and I and I do think he's provided great entertainment. I'm sure he does plenty for kids and, and the community and all that. Um, but he's still a well-paid athlete, and to give a sappy love letter to him and say we don't deserve you, it's like no, dude. Listen, he he came here to win Super Bowls, and he's probably not going to do it. That's his business. That's the thing. He's going to move on, and he's going to be fine. He's not he's not going to care. He's not. He'll barely remember his time here. But to have that come out on that, and I know what it is. It's just it's kind of like well, this is a fan post. That's total fan bullshit. Kind of seems beneath them to put that out there. I, that was exactly what went through my mind, and I kid you not. When I saw that link to that piece this morning, of course it was Tiff who tweeted it out. Of course, out. yeah, and, she loves uh, him. Yeah, she just loves the guy. That's fine. But when I read that, that's what went through my mind was, ah, I thought Mile High Report was a credentialed Broncos news site, and this is the worst kind of cheesy WordPress fan post, so... Probably put that on your own blog, I could, along with photos of your cat. <laughs> now, now maybe when he got bounced out of Indianapolis, I can see people reacting that way because that's where he started. 
that's where they thought he'd finish, and it was kind of a it was kind of a bummer thing. What are these? What is up with these people that think Peyton Manning gives two shits about the Broncos? No, he he doesn't. I'm, I, you know what? And I this think, is the place this, where he I could get this, the most shit. But I think this comes. Here. I think this comes into the people piling on. Is that I think that they they kind of think like, oh, he's such a hired gun. He doesn't care. He just wants to win. Uh, he wants to win for himself. I don't think that's the case, and I think he, he probably is helping out, and he wants to help do what he can while he's sidelined, whatever. I'm sure he wants to play. I'm sure he wants to, to go out on his own terms, but it's probably not going to happen. But I just don't understand the, you know, the overly sappiness that people have for him, especially in a Broncos uniform, because it's just like, you know, if he could go and be quarterback for the Titans and have a better shot at setting records, he probably would. I don't know if that contradicts what I just said about him not wanting to win, but um, anyway, I thought that was I thought that was lame. But and and to 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 bring you in, Ryan, it's weird that people pile on when I mean, there's nothing wrong with Peyton Manning. Obviously, he seems like a good dude. Um, maybe he's aloof. Maybe he's kind of a such an overachiever. He doesn't. He seems like he's kind of a dick. I don't know about him. I don't know the man, but. It just seems weird. Like when Ronda Rousey lost, it was all these people were like, oh, yeah, she got what was coming to her. And I was like, mm. wait a minute. I thought we liked Ronda Rousey. Wasn't she a good story? <laughs> That's a great what, point. What is up with that? Why do people pile on in, the, in, the, in that, that specific time? Well, and, and that's a great – the Ronda Rousey is a great example there. I mean, and people uh, – it's something about – I don't know. I don't want to get too deep here, but it's something about the culture of the guy on top. You want to see him fall. You want to see him come down to your level. And, and then once he is there, then that's, that's where you really can feel, I don't know, better about yourself. But, but, but of, then uh, we but build of, him back up again. But of somebody, no, but no, of somebody no. we don't like – like Jay Cutler, we we're like Jay Cutler's fallen fallen from grace. Awesome, that's great. Peyton Manning is is not an unlikable person. Now I you know when he was a Colt, I didn't like him because he always beat Denver, and he just seemed like kind of kind of that uh, that kind of aloof golden boy. And I'm sure he is. I'm sure Tom Brady is, but. I don't. I don't see like where it benefits anyone to go like, oh yeah, now he's down. We're, we can we can take a crap on him. It just does. It just seems so weird. I know it's human nature, but why him? Why Ronda Rousey? Why these people that seem like they'd be like, well, I'd like to root for this person. I want Peyton Manning to win another Super Bowl. Well, I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's been one of the things, uh, at least in sports talk, that's been bugging me for a, a long time. And, and and what really makes me mad is. It forces me, at least as a, as a host, that I feel like I have to defend the guy, even yeah. though I don't necessarily want to defend him on everything. But but then it, it sort of forces me because people want to pile on so much. They want to talk about all the negative stuff, uh, you know, and it, and they can just keep coming back to the interceptions. But you know, there were there are other moments, and not just in this season, but in other seasons. It makes me sound like an apologist, and I don't want to be an apologist. But I'm also not about to sit here and, and pile dirt on the man. Uh, you know, th- there were some good times, and especially the, even this season, they were a seven. They were a seven and one team before he got severely hurt to the point that he shouldn't have been playing. So they were a seven and one team. On any other team, that conversation would be severely different. Think about the teams. Think about the Seattle Seahawks at that point. They were a team that was struggling to find five hundred. Yep. So you know, it, it's it's easy to sit there and pile on Peyton Manning at that point and say, well, he's a terrible quarterback and he was throwing all these interceptions. But then you take a look at the wins and you say, well, they were winning I mean for for what it's worth the team was rallying the team rallied around John Elway teams do that they find a way so I couldn't agree with you more it it drives me nuts and and it's it's not logical I I went off on a car on the drive the other day I probably shouldn't have but I went I went off fluffy on him because because he he kind of came on and just started spouting garbage and, and and I couldn't help myself I said look man 
I mean, you're, you're not using facts. All you're doing through the lens of hating Peyton Manning, you're trying to present a sports talk argument. And you're losing. You're failing. Because all you're doing is making yourself look like a fool. Yeah, and I just, I just think, like, you know, I, I think going with Brock is the, is the way to go. And I always thought that. But I still just don't. I don't want to dump on Peyton Manning. Well, like, I think history will look back fondly on Peyton Manning's years here. In fact, if you look at all of the all of the Broncos' records across the board passing, it's Elway and it's Manning. He has surplanted Jake Plummer in that conversation. So uh, do we look back fondly on Plummer? Of course we do. And we'll look back fondly on Peyton Manning. I think that the one thing that's stuck in my craw and has always given me perhaps a bit of a bias against Peyton Manning. First of all, two things. One is the lack of success. Hold in the on, seven things. Seven things. Eight things, nine. Yeah, the weather it's girl. Gonna, it's going um, to keep going. Um, it just came... He, he came with a reputation that he has lived up to since he's been here of falling apart in the postseason. We've seen it with our own commun- commun- cumulative eyes as, as Broncos country as a whole. We've seen it. It exists. That is not a made-up thing. That is a fact. No. Is he does tend to fall apart in the postseason, which makes the idea of bringing him in now to take the Broncos into the postseason seem all that sillier to me. But another thing that's always bothered me is that when he was signed here the very same year that a rookie quarterback was drafted, I feel like all along his tutelage of Brock Osweiler should have been Part of the deal. Everybody knew Peyton Manning didn't have more than two to four more seasons left in him, which happens to be the length of a contract for a recently signed rookie quarterback. And so when he waved Brock away and told him to go back to the bench and that just that whole demeanor he's shown bugs me because we're paying you $20 million a year and it's not unreasonable as a fan to want to see you okay. hand off the baton to Brock Hold, up, hold up. So, hey, so the um, we, we're not there. You're closer to it than we are, Ryan. We don't know when they're sitting watching film if he's not telling him, you know, hey, what, this is what happened here. Watch for this. He might, he, might be, he might be coaching him up. We don't know that. So, again, it goes down to the whole thing of, like, well, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So we can't totally know. We don't know if you know he was getting HGH or what. We never oh, know. Wow. So just sort of but, slipped that in there, right? Well, I just sort of slipped that in. There. We don't know anything about that. We really don't. We don't know these people. We even even the guys who cover the team don't know these people. So we don't know that for sure. So I, I was, I wanted to go to the break, but you, you heard me up. So we could we could go to the break, I guess. So um, let's come back and we can keep talking about this a little further because I think we are. Well, I guess you want me out. Are you, are you playing me off like at the Apollo? Is that what you're doing? Okay, well, let's get into the second half right now, and we'll be right back. Got on mute. What a Scott, pro. What Scott a pro. All right. I am a pro, Scott. When I, Scott, Scott. I'm John. Wow. Scott. I am a pro, Scott. I'm John. No, we were talking about Scott. No, that's a John Reedy ago. right there. I'm yeah. not that bright. I'm Ryan. I am a pro, however, when I'm 
barbecuing on my mangrates. And who isn't? Because mangrate is absolutely the perfect grilling grate. Cast iron made in America. This is a product that is going to outlive you and your kids and your kids' kids. And you're going to get the free grill brush. You're going to get bonus mangrates. You're going to get a deal when you log on at mangrate.com. Use the promo code DENVER. Visit southstandsdenver.com click on the mangrate link catch us at bsn denver click on the mangrate link there order some mangrates for you or a friend springtime is right around the corner and you know grilling in the wintertime not that bad it's colorado baby mangrate.com in a dance mix um and you didn't know i was i was periscoping that when you when you did oh yeah and then they like they like vomit, they vomit the all over it's each not other. pleasant uh it was periscope i'm periscoping now and uh, uh mike peterson finally joined lots oh, of hearts. Hey, what's up, mike? lots of hearts. Mike? Say, say hi yep so he finally joined and uh lots of hearts from him he's got oh. that he got that heart on he uh he talked about <laughs> earlier so he's such a sweet guy he he's such a sweet so guy. nice oh yeah so nice so you know again we were talking uh we were talking um we were talking earlier about the camaraderie with a with a fantasy sports league, with it being season long, and uh, we would only know we we know Mike Peterson because he joined the South Stands uh, B League that one year, and now now good buddies with him. Yeah, yeah, and it's, what a hunk of man! I think <laughs> I think who brought him to the league in the first place was uh, our buddy Opie. Yes, he did. Yeah, um, and uh, he's, so, he, he finally we found a use for him. That I was like, this guy's good for nothing, and he needs to bring us an Adonis-like member. Yeah, with a member <laughs> for the club to get it on and go to the bathhouse. That's right. Wait a so, minute. Wait a minute. What, wait, what's going on? Oh, I think I was talking about fantasy football. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you were. All right. Well, we're going to go back to the show. We're recording now. So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sign out of, uh, let's see, wait, double tap to flip. Hey, there I am again. And then swipe down to stop the broadcast. Um, this so, periscope is the sensation that's sweeping the nation. Well, it's great because this obviously is not live, so you can give someone a live look on it while you're doing it, and then they can, you know, when they when they go back later, they can check it out and they can know what point that was or however they want to do it. I tell you guys a secret. Go, oh, yeah. I, I actually like Periscope quite a bit. I think Periscope is a lot of fun. Drotar hates. 
Periscope, like with a purple passion. He's he's Periscope. a Sandy Clough in training, though. Let's be, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, be, yeah. let's be fair. But but I, I mean, like he, it's it's really funny to me because you know we were trying to do something for a little while on the night show where I would I would do you know Periscope every so often. Sure. And you know, like the eleven o'clock hour on a Wednesday night, like hey, this is just one more way to interact with people. Absolutely. I'll, I'll Periscope the first segment, and, and when I'll bounce it around the studio, and 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 people really enjoyed it. And he he just didn't want nothing of it. Like, wow. No, I don't want. I don't want to do it. And I'm I like, mean, he oh. looks like he's fairly young, but he must be like seventy five years old, right? <laughs> is that is that what it is? He's in his forties. He's not that. He's not that old. He's, he's young. He's a young forties, but I don't know. Yeah, you got to embrace technology, it. guys. You got to embrace technology because you know you don't ever want to be that person who's like, ah, oh, I can't. Yeah, I respect the guy for knowing he's got a face for radio. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's part true. of it. Is he's, he's like I'm in radio for a reason. I don't I don't want to be. Oh, he's a handsome enough fella. That's he's what a, I try to tell him. He's a handsome enough fella. What did we talk about that when he was here that one time? He's kind of got a Rob Halford thing going. Oh, he yeah. does kind of have a Rob. Halford uh, thing yeah. Hey, Rob Halford, I, I popular, know, I, popular with everybody. Very I won't popular. say that for sure until I've seen him in some leather pants. Oh, that's true. That, that's coming this year in the party deck, right? Wasn't he going to do that? Oh, leather pants on the party deck. Oh, I right. asked. I that had to be. That had to be a whole. If that were a whole night, like if the Rockies had that leather pants on the party deck night, <laughs> I would go. Well, wait, are we talking leather pants? Are we talking leather thong? Either way. Either I, way? I, I think you can go either way. Okay. Just everything from the waist down. Just leather. 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 Okay. That's cool. I, I can dig that. Uh, speaking of that, um, are you guys getting prepared for the outdoor game there? Are you going to be covering that? Is that something that you have gotten like your you kind of like in the works that you're going to have credentials for and all that? Yeah, we'll have credentials for it. I, I'm not sure exactly how. I, mean, we are, I think we're already credentialed for it. But, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what we're doing that just yet. I mean, we've had so many changes. Our new program director hasn't even started just yet. I mean, mm. he doesn't get until the 11th. Uh, there's just been so much happening at the station right now. No, that, that explains letting Dover slip through the cracks. <laughs> That's why, yeah. See, if that new guy was there, it'd be like, <laughs> close that door right there. So Get that skateboarding hipster out of here. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We, I've got some tickets. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta figure out what's the hotter ticket, Colin. And I'm gonna move those because I had to buy the two sets, right? So I have a set to the alumni game. I have a set to the actual game. So whatever the hotter ticket's going to be, I'm going to move those, and then we're going to go to the other game. You all right with that? Oh, I'm sure the alumni game will be the colder that, of the two tickets. Well, you think – no, no. You think? Or you think people want to see the you know Forsberg and Waugh and those guys play? I mean, what's what do you guys think? Oh, they're I didn't know they were going to do that. So oh, you caught me unawares. Yeah, they're playing. Oh, yeah, damn. All the guys. Sackick, Waugh, Forsberg. They're all playing against the, the Detroit guys oh, that were yeah. from that era. So it's fuck yes. So I mean that's awesome. So now I don't it's know. hard to say. Yeah, so no, I don't know. I would think the hotter ticket would be the actual televised the actual game. game. Yeah, yeah, probably the actual yeah. I guess it depends on how good the the two teams are at that point but true we'll, i would still think it would be yeah we'll see by the way i'm i'm enjoying my avalanche lately they, they've kind of yeah. pulled it out of the fire i think a little bit so um it's been good to watch them so i think hopefully by that time if they can kind of keep going here for the next month i think uh do you see gabe landiscock's face yes oh, it's awful i was i was i went to practice today and uh, i mean i talked to to nathan mckinnon but but they have lockers right next to each other there <laughs> my goodness in person it's like dude Who's your makeup artist? Like it, you know, it like, looks wow. like it looks like a Star Wars alien. Uh, yeah, I mean, really. Like I mean, it's like somebody did that up to you, right? Oh no, that's real. It's, uh, oh man, ouch! And you can tell. See, like when he and that happened, and you saw how, how he just immediately went down, and you're just like, oh, that looked bad. Um, but what what I what I noticed about that, which was great, is the guy who hit him in the face. He as soon as the play, as soon as the whistle went, he went right to him and picked him up and was like helping him off the ice, which I think is which is awesome because because cool. you're like. 
you, you would feel so horrible because you're like, I could have just broken this guy's jaw. I could have done all this to him. And uh, he just went over and helped him off. And it was like... Now, with, with all the fighting and scrapping you see in hockey, have you ever seen a player intentionally shoot at a player with a puck? Well, I don't know if they would intentionally. I mean, but you're, you're, you, you're shooting and you have a spot you want to shoot at. And if, they're in, if they get in the way, you're not going to hold up because you're like, you're in my way. And like if like from where he shot it, it's going to be pretty high. And so you're kind of like, well, you got in my way. And it's like you're not going to hold up because he happened to be in your space. I I think because, you know, I don't know if you know this, Colin, I play hockey. Oh, Uh, yeah, I know. (laughs) But you shoot. And if a guy gets in there, man, you let it rip. And it's kind of like it's so fast, too, that you just, you know. You, you have no way of holding up anyway. And it's like, well, if he gets in the way, he gets in the way. If he gets out of the way, cool. Um, I don't think you would ever, like, see somebody and be like, well, I'm going to shoot it right at him. You really can't. You don't have time to do that. So, but um, Speaking of not having time to do things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beating you, off. You as a de- devotee. I go upstairs when the kids go to bed. And, oh, I see and I go downstairs. Different strokes. Literally. Different strokes. No, you know, it's, as devotees of daily fantasy sports, sometimes you spend too much time doing your research and looking for those values to stay abreast of all the things going on in this great big world, John. Sure, yeah. And that's why we combine international news and fantasy advice for a little segment we call Headlines to Yardlines. Yeah, and nice. I just thought you segued nicely. Yeah, that's awesome. Nicely right into that. this. So we're gonna. I'm just going to rattle off a few international headlines combined with daily fantasy sports advice kind of get you caught up on both i think this is a very valuable service the turkish coast guard launched a search and rescue mission after at least nine migrants drowned off the nation's coast on sunday also fantasy players relying on the pittsburgh dst found themselves underwater on sunday as the ravens capsized <laughs> the unit no A fire at a hospital in Saudi Arabia has killed at least 25 people and injured 123 others. And Clay Thompson should also catch fire this week with Steph Curry sitting out at least the next two games. (laughs) A U.S.-led coalition killed multiple figures within ISIS senior leadership over the last few weeks, including a ringleader of the Paris terror attacks who was killed in an airstrike. And speaking of airstrikes, stack Cam Newton and Ted Ginn Jr. at home versus the Bucks. A train that derailed in Australia over the weekend was carrying 200,000 pounds of sulfuric acid. Also, you can burn your opponents in DFS by using the Vegas over-under as a tool to help you choose players with the best matchups. A Chinese mining executive has committed suicide two days after a gypsum mine collapsed, trapping 17 people. But you don't have to kill yourself to find great value in the Cavaliers' backcourt with Kyrie Irving out. Islamic theologians have issued an extremely detailed ruling on what owners of women enslaved by the extremist group can have sex with them. Also, Cam Newton fucked his owners in, in daily in week 16, throwing out a single touchdown pass. An American has been arrested in Peru on allegations that he facilitated sex tourism and the exploitation of children for several years. Also, you could be pleasured by youngsters Amari Cooper and Todd Curley if you were to roster them in week 17. 
<laughs> the autopsy of a Canadian woman who was mauled by a grizzly bear in 2015 revealed this week that she wasn't killed by the bear, rather by a bullet fired by her husband in an attempt to save her life. And with Alshon jo- Jeffrey now on IR, shoot for value and maul your cash games with Eddie Royal, who's only 3300 at DraftKings. So the, it's just an example of how you can enlighten people, enlighten people to what's going on in the world, along with providing valuable fantasy advice. That was that was really good. Um, wow! I think this Ryan, is my favorite segment of the last it, couple it's of really years. Really good. Ryan's I reaction really was, was even better to you know better to see that. Um, Believe me, it's I I bust myself up while I'm writing this. Uh, I'm just like, that's, yeah. this is because a, because that's what it is. Let's 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 go to let's go to the fourth quarter here already. But that's that's really what it is. It's like you know like. A tragedy happens, and then you're like, okay, I got to give it 20 minutes before I start tweeting about some fantasy bullshit or whatever. You exactly. Know? So, <sighs> yeah. It's yeah. Stuff. It's, it, kind of, it kind of speaks to the dichotomy. It does. Uh, let's get into the fourth quarter. We'll bring it on home and get, uh, get Ryan out of here, and uh, we will be right back. That's four times every, out of four. Every time. Four hey, times out of four. That's a hat trick bonus. Yeah. Sportique is where scooters come from. Visit their brand new location just north of Alameda on Broadway at 160 South Broadway. Check out the genuine scooters, Buddy and Roughhouse. Check out the Kimco line. New vintage service parts, accessories, everything you're looking for. And Denver is a scooter town. So scoot on over. To Sportique, where scooters come from. So there was only soon I discovered that this rock thing was true. Jerry Lee Lewis was the devil. Jesus was an architect previous to his career as a prophet. All of a sudden, I found myself in love with the world. So there was only one thing that I could do was ding a ding dang my dang along ling long. <laughs> Jesus built my hot rod. I'd like to hear Lemmy on this track. It would not be a bad deal. It would be good on that. It's always good when somebody can use it. The, they can use a, a classic guy on a, on a new song. Um, it just came to me when you said that. I was thinking the Killers haven't been good for, for a while now, but they did do a, a song with Lou Reed, One of the, like I guess one of the last things he did maybe. Um and uh, they had him singing on a song that's on like one of the B-side albums, and it's really good. And he kind of sing, he kind of sings at the end and kind of takes them out. But that's what made me think of that. Yeah, Lemmy would have been good on that song. So yeah, right. would have been good on that track. Um, yeah, good stuff. Well, we're, we're gonna Ryan's got a Ryan's got a bolt. You got to do your show. That's right. Right. So last um, one. Last one before you move into the new time slot, which is awesome. Um, so I don't know. Let's let's talk about you know the, the topic at hand. Uh, your Denver Broncos. I 
I was certain I knew that they were going to I knew they were going to lose to Pittsburgh. I just didn't think that one sat well at all. And I just thought this is going to be this is just going to go farther down the crapper. Um, I'm really relieved that they played like they did and won um, uh, last Monday. Um, obviously, one game left. It, it you know it, I'm sure they're going to win, but does it? Are they just going to get blown out again in the playoffs? I mean, they'll, they'll that, get, that's how it feels, doesn't it? It I mean, does. It does. I mean, and, that, and whether whether it's whether it's uh, Brock or Manning, I mean, it just seems like it's it's a done deal. I think they stand a little bit better chance if Brock plays. I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe Peyton comes back fresh and can and can rally he's, off. Three he's wins. been resting for six or seven weeks. So yeah. I, I, the dichotomy, the whole thing, is fascinating. And we were saying before you got here, Ryan. I mean, the Broncos have been interesting for a long time now, and they continue to be interesting. And I think when it comes to this whole pain manic thing, I don't think the last shoe has dropped. I really don't. I think something I, – I got a feeling – I don't want to say Brock would get hurt, but I have a feeling there's another storyline yet. Brock is already hurt. So if he's hurt and he gets further hurt, well, guess who's coming in? So it can – And wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't that be the ultimate movie plot – if Peyton Manning started the I'd, first playoff you know game, that'd be great. I like, rolled, rolled. I like on. I like Brock a lot. I hope I hope he continues to play well and he's the future. But I would be fine with that. I think that would be awesome. You know, I'm I'd, chopping I'd Brock Lee just like you. <laughs> but but uh, I but I just I want exciting. I want wins. And and no, I feel I'm completely pessimistic about the Broncos' chances going into the postseason. I think that just about any. A, 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 any playoff representative in the AFC could take him, and I certainly think right now that looks like the Chiefs could take him. I don't think so, and you know why? The Chiefs almost got beat by the Chargers, and the Broncos just hammered the Chargers. Like well, the Broncos, they, they better hammer them one more time. The Broncos, the Broncos really hammered the Chargers in San Diego, and they there was not even close. And the Broncos were probably playing fairly mediocre on offense. So, and the Chiefs almost lost to the Chargers. So, I think the Chiefs are again a little smoke and mirrors. But um, Ryan, how do you see it going? What, what's your prediction? Um, yeah, from from this week forward. Well, I mean, I like the Broncos' chances against the Chargers. It's a team that uh, is dealing with a significant amount of injuries. They're especially know, on the offensive line, which is good. Especially on the offensive which line, which is good. Uh, they, they have the controversy now with with what <laughs> did you hear about the the, the fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. What a mess. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think they beat the Chargers, and, and then I think Brock Osweiler will be slated in to start. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's, there's always a possibility. It looks like Peyton Manning's going to be practicing this week, so he's expected to be the backup this week, possibly. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're moving in the direction of him at least being available. And you're right. If, if for some reason that left shoulder gets dinged one way or another, whether it's against San Diego or it's uh, against their first-round opponent. I guess I'm a little, at home, a little more bullish. And the reason is is because this is the best defense that they've had here in the past four years. Sure. So I'm a little more bullish on, on the Broncos' chances uh, in the first matchup. Now, whatever they have to do in the AFC Championship game, that could be considerably different if it involves going out to Foxborough. But uh, in the first matchup at home after the bye, with rested defensive players, because that's the strength of this defense, that depth. I don't know, man. I, I think that they could take on almost anybody, whether it's the Jets, the Chiefs, or somehow the Steelers. That's true. That makes me feel a little better thinking about it that way. That they that they well, they got it. They do have to win to get that by, right? If they don't win, yeah. then they won't get that. Then by. they're well, not. They're gonna be playing the first week. Couple things that are encouraging in well, that vein. Uh, actually, that's not true. If the, Chief, if the Chiefs lose, Chiefs lose too. Yeah, then they okay. can have the bye. If Pittsburgh obviously looks like they're not in. Looks like Pittsburgh won't make it. Pittsburgh scares me. 
So if they're eliminated and the Patriots are to be beaten before the Broncos have to go there, then I think the road to the Super Bowl is quite a bit easier. I mean, you're talking about getting the Jets in here, maybe Kansas City in here. I mean, the, the rest of the field doesn't look all that scary to me, but the potential Super Bowl opponents oh, in Carolina and Arizona scare the daylights out of me, and I, I, I would seriously doubt the Broncos could go toe-to-toe with one of those teams. Well, more than, that's what I was talking about, Super Bowl, though. You're talking about getting through the first round, not getting blown out. I don't think they'll get blown out in the first game, no matter what. Um, you know, I, I like their chances to win that, but but for the AFC Championship game, that you're right. The, the point of the Patriots, that that's going to be the difference. And, and whether Brock beat him here in Denver and then has to go out there, he's shown a lot of poise. But just to assume that uh, Brock all of a sudden is the difference, I don't see it. No, I don't see it either. And and I I don't know. I mean, it's it's always fascinating because um, the the way it's all the way it all comes together with the with the NFL playoffs. You know, somebody could go out that second week and beat the Patriots because they're certainly beatable now, and they they have tons of injuries, which is which is awesome because I wouldn't want them at full strength because they would be they'd be unbeatable. But um, more injuries, that's great. Now I don't want anyone injured, but I'm glad that they're injured. Let me just let me just say that. And, yeah, uh, oh, man. Yeah. I'm, and not, I'm not happy about it, but I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Ro- yes, I'm rooting for injuries. I'm just not happy about it. What so. I'm looking forward to is seeing Von Miller stand over. Philip Rivers several times. <laughs> that's going to happen. That's that gonna, is going to happen. That's going to happen. So yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement that you know it, they're they're going to they're going to probably cut through the Chargers like a hot knife through butter, um, and you know secure that that uh, that buy. But uh, after that, you know who knows? We'll have to just see what happens. But um, I don't know. I you know it, it, honestly, it, it changes from week to week because after the Steelers game, I was like, yep, just what I thought. This is this is over, and they're barely going to make the playoffs. If they do, they're screwed. And then after last week, I thought, you know what? Cincinnati is a good team, and they 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 hung there, and they actually they went to overtime. I thought, oh god! And then as soon you know as soon as they were going to receive, I thought, okay, they got a chance. If they didn't receive that ball, I wasn't feeling too good about it. But they they beat a very good team in Cincinnati, so I'm thinking, you know what? They still have some. Uh, it's they're resilient, so I'm I'm ho- I, I have hope for it at least. So do you, do you still have your your bet with uh, you drinking your pee if they win the Super Bowl Wait, this year? What? Oh, I, is that so? I, you know, I never really well, let, let Ryan know what I never yeah. really articulated that this year. I did. I certainly did last year. Um, if the Broncos and this is a, this is a 2014 thing, I don't know that I'd have trouble honoring it in 2015. I mean, the Broncos <laughs> won the Super Bowl, but no, I will in an in a in an eight ounce rocks glass drink no more than than eight ounces of my own urine on ice, and I have yeah, to it's have a whiskey. Chilled, right? I have it's a whiskey. Chilled, yeah, because yeah, the warm be is what would no. really fuck you up. It would really make it Ugh. gross. Ugh. But cold yeah. pee, <laughs> if you just guzzle it down and then you shoot it with you know shoot some whiskey after. To the, kill the remnants of this Coors Light that I just drank, kind of like it not tasted, all that. It different. tasted like that, and I went, not oh, no, all that, that different. See, that's Willies, what I so. think has prepared me for it. Yep, is the is the oodle, lots and lots of shitty beer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're good. You're good. So you're good either way. Hey, let's get Ryan out of here. He's got to go do his show, his final show uh, uh, for for this time slot. Speaking and, uh, of which, real quick, real quick, real drag today. Hearing the last days of both Cecil Lammy and Nate Kreckman on 105.5. Kind of a kind of a little bit melancholy listening to those shows. So I wish those guys the best. I hope one or more of them land at your job someday. 
Well, Ryan. not his particular job. Not in his job. The, the, at his yeah, at the place station, of employment. Place of employment. I appreciate yeah, yeah, so. that uh, distinction. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, tell everybody again where uh, the new show is and where they can find you. Yeah, well, and you can find me on Twitter at RyanEdwards1043. And uh, we're going to be on 10 to noon starting on January 4th this Monday. Fantastic. That's going to be good stuff. Congratulations again. Thank it's awesome. You. Thanks Thank for coming you. in. Uh, I know at great risk of your of your personal, your career, to come in here and talk to us. Um, I, I told you I'd come in anytime. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. I, had, I did have to say no to Captain Bronco, though. Did you? I had to, yeah. Well, let me tell you. Last time I went on Captain Bronco's show, I got really drunk. And I and I took I said I'm I'm this is an outrage I'm taking my clothes off and I'm out of here I stripped naked and I turned around and started slapping my ass which was really red because I'd been sitting down for a while and my balls were hanging out okay back, I guess wow. yeah so and yeah so you don't you don't want to go on that show and, no. and I, I think Ryan would have a hard time telling his bosses he was just on the booze cast <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah wise choice um, you know thankfully thankfully no one knows who I am so it's good I can get away with that so. Uh, Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you coming in. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Until next time, adios. We love you, Denver!